I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. Yeah, fish are uh, a lot more work than I thought. I thought they were just going to be easy, but uh, yeah, these African African sea clays are just very they're territorial. Really yeah, they're pretty. That's the thing is they, you know, they're prettier than the average tropical fish. But you know, goldfish don't try to kill each other. Do they? Do these get bigger? Are they like the ones in the Japanese restaurants when you go and there's like a little creek and they have oh, these giant the kois now. The kois. I don't think. No. Gonna, I think it. You know, it's like you've like you get as big as your tank. So if it's a small tank, I don't think you're gonna oh. get much bigger. I don't know. That's you know. Oh. I'm learning this stuff. That as, would be as really I creepy if it was huge. Just and stuck, gigantic fish in a tiny stuck tank. Stuck in the tank. <laughs> like I can't move. <laughs> Yeah, it's going. It's like New York City, you know. It's like you just feel like you're just always in a small space, totally, all the time. That's yeah, I feel so. I'm just used to the claustrophobia. Like I used to, like you know, when I first got from Texas, I was like, "Where's the space?" And then now yeah. I'm just like, if somebody's not right on me in a restaurant, it feels weird. Or, <laughs> or when you go, do you ever go out of town and you're like, you have so much space, oh, and they're yeah. like, "What?" And I'm like, "Your yeah. house is huge." Oh yeah, people would like. Yeah. barely a job has like a huge house yeah and, and like a car and like insurance and like how do you afford this stuff and like a sky sometimes they're like no yeah. tall buildings and you're like you have a sky and they don't oh, understand yeah. and, you, and then just fresh air like we yeah. can actually breathe air you forget what that's like what a horrible life why do they we have. live here i don't know no why i mean live. them oh them <laughs> it's true that's want, fun for about an hour challenge. and then you're like i gotta get back um is this on already? Yeah, it's oh, on. Fun. We're just okay. going in. We did fish right. tank, and then now we're talking about space. <laughs> and I'm excited to have you here because I feel like mm. I've never spoken with you. I feel like it's I one, know. It's one of those things where it's like we've been in the same green room together. Yes. Like you've maybe you dated kind of one of my friends, or yes. maybe uh, you were friends with somebody who didn't like me, or whatever it was. <laughs> so it was always something that or kept us. Or we see each other at Fugelsang yeah. show. Yes, Fugelsang radio. That's where yeah. I see you. That's probably where I see yeah. you the most. That's probably the friendliest. Yeah. Or, or like I'll see you in a green room, but then you'll be with maybe somebody that's a little friendlier with you. And so I won't uh -huh. have an opportunity to talk to you because I can't yeah. compete with Joe DeVito. I mean, you guys have that. Oh, you know that you know. Joe yeah. DeVito, who I never <laughs> see, a, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> it comes off like I your besties. I see him like once yeah. a year. Okay, well, it feels, it feels like there's a connection there. Yeah. I mean, I've known him forever. He was, yeah, I yeah. think we started at the same time. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, we used to, I used to run into him at Ha. The old oh, ha. Quit, quit club dropping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I started that place. You did? Yeah, I was. Uh, that's, that's a whole story there. It was basically, it was a piano bar called Sweet Caroline's. Yeah. And it was on 46th Street. Yeah. And between like 8th and 9th. And I went in there, and I was friendly with some people, or whatever. And I said, "We should do comedy here." And like, I created the whole thing. And I was—I didn't just like, know that. Yeah. And then I was just like, "Let's just, you know, do, we did like a couple times a week, and then we started doing it like full time, and then like structuring the whole thing." And then I was like the first person—I don't know if this is something to brag about—I was the first person to create a street team out in Times Square for comedy. Huh. Like, and so we, Sweet Carolines, we did that. We were just like having comics. I would do two dollars a ticket if they brought somebody in. They got two bucks, and then they got five minutes of stage time. Yeah. So it's Z's was one my barkers wow no way <laughs> tim crompier yeah uh, bergazzi there was a lot of people and they would just go out in times square and just sell tickets and like or you know hand out the flowers and they'd come in and get the money and uh so yeah so it was sweet carolines for about a year or whatever uh-huh and then me and anthony the owner was like okay we'll create a club together let's change the name make it a comedy club i came up with a name uh-huh and i was just like and i was like you know when you're just like you still have a little bit of country in you where you don't 
quite understand business at all. Like I come from like mm -hmm. a handshake kind of place. Right. And it's just like, I was like, yeah, I'll change. We'll do the name. And he took the name Hawk Comedy Club. And then I, he says, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll pay you. And I said, just pay me the motorcycle. I go, I want this Triumph motorcycle. I go, I go just buy me this motorcycle. Wow. And we're cool. You can have the name. Yeah. Everything's cool. Of course, I never got a motorcycle. What? I never got anything. He ended up, we ended up getting a fight. It became this whole thing. Anyway, and then like Hawk was created. So I guess that. I came after all of that because oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. never you, seen you there. Yeah, you I was kind of banned and I've been banned for a few places. So I used to have a drinking uh. problem. But <laughs> so yeah, so it was like I was in the beginning stages of I was before Exine and all that stuff. Okay, I came in when he Exine was like oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. charge. Yeah, that place that place was funny. It's like there's places like that in New York where you're just kinda like it's shady and it's kind of crazy, but yeah. you get so much stage time. It's so hard to walk much. away from it. Because yeah. when you were there, did they still have yeah. the two rooms where you would just go up and down the stairs? Uh, well, I was at the 46th Street. So I, there was just the one oh, room. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I never went to the big thing they tried to do in Times no, Square. No, but before that, oh, they, they still one? had up and down. It was a little room yes, upstairs. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it would, yeah. you could do like seven shows a night. And I mean, clearly they didn't pay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, and more. sometimes they were like, five minutes. We have so-and-so, you know. Sure. Somebody just came in or whatever. Yeah. But it was still, like, nice to be able to do that. Yeah. I had Norton down there, guys like that. Patrice did wow. spots. Like, yeah. It was just like, it was It was starting to become a real place. Yeah. And then, of course, then somebody gets greedy. And they're like, oh, we don't need this guy. They always push out the guy that's It sounded in. better when you were there. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot more fun. Um. Yeah, well, let's go in, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I sound so dated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you're listening to I'll Leave You With This. I'm Dustin Chafin. Very excited to have my guest today. Um, he has so many uh, great credits. Conan, Inside Amy Schumer, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Um, I think it's so cool you worked on the short with uh, Chloe Servini. Uh, very oh, cool. Oh, thanks. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Carmen Lynch is with us today. Yay. Hello, it's good to be here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're my living room. This is my first time oh. I've ever, you know, uh, done a podcast in my house. Like, this is like, I figured you lived in Astoria. It made more sense. Wait, where do and you usually do it? I kind of do it on the move. I'll do it at a comedy club oh. or I'll do it like somebody's hotel. Yeah. It's just, that's the greatest thing about podcasts. It's like, you just have a little bit of equipment and you can just yeah. do it anywhere. It's oh, a, this is great. Thank you for doing show. it here. Yeah. I think Although I did get your address wrong and I went did to someone you? else's door. Oh, yeah. Knocked on it. And I'm like, why did Dustin say apartment blank? Which uh, I won't say. Did I say it wrong on the text? No, you did. But oh, okay. this place was like a house. And I'm like, there's oh, no wow. apartment. So I'm like, why did he give me this random apartment number? Okay. And that's when I realized that I was yeah. completely in the wrong place. <laughs> and then it started to rain. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, I watched your short, actually, the uh, Chloe Servini thing. And that, oh. that was, all the other credits are amazing. But for some reason, that's just, to me, that's just so groovy that you worked on, you know, this with her. And uh, yeah, nice. and uh, it's funny because I've watched you a lot throughout the years doing stand-up. And I feel like you've grown into, you know, a little more animation. Like, mm. it's it's bigger than it was. Yes, when it I, was. In, in the beginning, I mean, it was very deadpan. Very deadpan. You know, very I think key. I was very scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Somebody, a friend of mine who's not in comedy, she and I have been friends for, like, 15 years, and she came to see, I did an hour, like, two nights ago, and she's like, oh, my God, you've totally changed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, you used to be so still. Yeah. And just tell your jokes. And uh, and I'm like, now I'm just move around. There's a lot. I saw like a Pee Wee Herman moment. In, uh -huh. in, you know? Oh, you <laughs> did? Oh, <laughs> like, like a just, you know, like a funny yeah, voice. Yeah, like, yeah, a, you know, yeah. like a just a, a real kind of silliness. 
it's so much yeah. more fun to let that yeah. out it's just Absolutely. it took it took a long time it, there was just a, definitely a lot of layers of yeah, yeah of yeah. fear you well, know well that's i think that's like i was reading about stephen wright and like his whole delivery was basically out of fear mm. like he was just terrified of the audience totally get that down and just he never yeah. really you know wanted to like confront the audience just wanted to tell jokes but uh yeah it takes a while to to really get i still get uncomfortable doing this yeah this thing that we've done for years you would think you know eventually it would just get completely easy but it doesn't you know no, it, it's and you. I I find if you you know obviously keep writing new jokes, you're you're expanding your material, but you're also opening up. Like you're opening your personality, yourself. You're sharing oh, yeah. stuff, to, and then adding like an act out or something silly. Yeah. Like the chances of somebody just of of quiet of crickets in the yeah. audience is scary. Oh yeah, you know. Well, I think you're the same as me. I don't know. I mean, I'm a serial uh, therapist guy. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like the more therapy you do, the easier it is to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, it's just like you can you can share things maybe you weren't able to kind of like get into before. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Therapy is just. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like you get an audience member like you can kind of like I I literally work on material with my therapist. Oh, wow. Like I'll bring in notes and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Like we're working on one man show. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. I know. He's like, oh, I know that part about your family. Yeah. Because he's heard it all before. He's heard the one man show. Has he ever come to your show? Nah, he went to a. I did a TV thing once, Showtime thing, and he came to that. We had a party, and oh, cool. he watched me. He said, I don't yeah. really want him at shows. Right. And then and then he kind of pissed me off because it was like, uh, I remember one time I, I had like a crappy album. You know, I know you have an album that came out. Did you ever have one that wasn't good that you kind of yes, put out? Yes, okay. I had yeah. <laughs> two, actually. Okay. I had, and they never. I never released them, but okay. I recorded them. <laughs> okay. One was in Boston with Liz Mealy. Okay. And... Uh, and we had, I don't know why we picked Boston. We don't know anyone in Boston. Yeah, we were like, let's just too. do it there. <laughs> and like maybe 15 people showed up. And nice. granted, the room was small, but it was still like, and we're like, let's just run it. Never. And then I did another one um, and I hated it. I was yeah. like, this is just, I'm not there yet. And then I just gave up on it for a good, like maybe five more years. Yeah. That's why I waited so long. I was um, like, I don't even, every time I try it, it sucks. Yeah. it's. I think it's good to wait. I mean, I had one and I, just released it for um like i was going on a uso tour and i was just uh-huh. like i'll just sell it to the soldiers you know what i mean yeah <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well they have got nothing they else. won't know yeah, they're in the desert like it's yeah. you know what i mean like what, they'll be happy to have something <laughs> yeah exactly so, <laughs> but it was like anyway i remember i you know i had this cd and then i let my therapist listen to it uh-huh and then he and he's the greatest therapist he's yeah. really just he's the guy everybody sees you might see yeah i know i yeah, have yeah. friends <laughs> okay yeah and uh it's and then he was just like well he goes he goes it's great but it's kind of dirty and then it kind of like and it it, you know bugged me because i was just like you know well so what you know what i mean like it's yeah what i do it's not i don't need criticism from you right you know i get that enough from my parents that's why i'm here to not feel criticism yeah and so when i you know release a new album or he asks where i'm performing i'm always like nah because i just don't want to feel that again i don't want to get angry at him for like saying well you know you shouldn't use that joke or whatever Wait, why does he want you to be a certain way? Or? It's not that he wanted me to be a certain way. That's, that was just his comment. Oh, okay. That it was like too dirty. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. word too dirty. Yeah. If he had said, "Oh, you're dirty," well, that's crazy or something. Yeah. But it was like too dirty means yeah. I don't know. It just made me feel like you know, is a tell too dirty? Like what Comedy is it? Comedy is you so know? subjective. Yeah. That's yeah. why I hate like yeah when there's a certain opinion sometimes because you're oh, like yeah. I'm gonna still do what I want. 
You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it's weird when you're a therapist because that's like the parent you wanted. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like so you're not true. supposed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had to train my therapist how to talk to me because yeah. sometimes I remember I used to show up and I would just be all ragged looking and whatever. And yeah. he's like, you look like shit. And I'd be like, you know what? It's therapy. I, I want to look like shit. Yeah. I don't need to get ready and be, you know, and get all cleaned up to come to therapy. Do they? Do you ever think they say that because of some other reason? Like they think you can handle it or they just, I don't know, therapists in general. Do you think they have a way to, of talking to you because you're who you are? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think it's... I don't know. I just think sometimes people just don't realize what they're saying, even therapists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just think, or they think because of the history, you can yeah. take whatever. And that's yeah. how family is with you sometimes. Totally. Yeah, yeah like, no, I had a fight with my therapist and I've been with mine for years, yeah. but at one point, um, I think the following week she was like, you seem a little distant. And I had to tell her, I'm like, well, I didn't like what you said. <laughs> it was literally like a relationship. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, and there's certain things you're like, I don't want, I don't want my therapist to get chummy with me. I don't want it to be like we're friends. Yeah. I want to tell her what I want to tell her and I want advice. I don't want it to get too, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a tough line because it's like, like I, I hug my therapist for a little I do too. Yeah, no, okay. I totally hug there, my therapist There's some of those too. things you need. But yeah. Like, like <laughs> one time we talked about like this famous person and she's like, oh my God. Well, one time, and I was like, I don't want to. This doesn't feel like therapy. I don't know. I could just do this with my friends at Starbucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just depends. There's just like a line where I'm like. Her, have you ever had them in a show or at a No. Yeah. I mean, she's seen like my late night set or something sure. like that yeah. because I would panic. Yeah. And I would, she'd have to take me off the plank or whatever that expression is. I'm Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? When you're like off the cliff where cliff. you're just yeah. like, this was horrible. And she's like. Yeah. No, it's not, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. did I say that? Like, I just get really anxious sure. after I do it because, yeah. you know, sometimes you tape those uh, late night sets and then and then it doesn't air until the next day. Uh -huh. So that 24 hours, I'm just like, did I do this joke right? <laughs> did I do that joke right? And she's like trying to put me back into my like, it's OK place. What was your first TV thing? Letterman. Well, last comic standing was, but that didn't yeah. really like. Yeah, I wasn't like picked to go into the top ten or anything. But I was, you get a little time. but I was in top. Some, I was in the top twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, the first late night was Letterman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Lost Kevin McStanley was always one of those shows that, uh, you know, always had mixed feelings about. You know? Yeah. Because I, I remember I had a breakdown on one of those things. It was when early on when it was just the two guys, like the the producers. Oh yes. And they didn't have uh, comedian judges yet. And it was just the two guys. Yeah. And they were trying to make it very kind of like Simon-esque, kind of yes. American Idol dicky, like, yeah. you know, without comedians. And I remember I just broke down and was like, who are you to be judging me? You've never right. got the microphone. Like, I'm flipping yeah. out. Because, you know, it's like I, I don't do well when the sun's out. Like, I'm very cranky and stuff. Yeah. So, like, any audition or anything during the day. But anyway, it was like one of those things where it's like I feel like it helped a lot of people. Yeah, but they also kind of like you know exploit people sometimes. It's kind of a weird. They all, yeah, a, weird a lot thing. of those shows. It's it's uh, it depends, I guess, how much you want to share. And yeah, and it always comes and goes. Like sometimes it's like out of nowhere, it'll be like, okay, let's go. Sandy's coming back. You're like, what? I thought we, I thought we ended this. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like yeah. four years later. It'll just come back. It'll it'll yeah. come back in <laughs> yeah, like a couple will, years. Totally 2020. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm gonna do it again. I'm just, <laughs> I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Mm. Um, I mean, Letterman to me is, you know, it's it's up there with, you know, 
the Tonight Show, Carson, that kind of thing. So that's very cool. You know, I think yeah, that was great. That's an amazing first, you. you know, big credit. Yeah, that was, and that was the one. Like, if I had to look, pick, if I had to pick one myself, I'm like, that yeah. would be the one I wanted to do. So that was kind of really nice to that's be like, so that's cool. the one. Yeah, very cool. Was it like a big audition or like a couple of comics on the show or is it? No, it wasn't even an audition. It was uh, I was at Caroline's and Caroline from Caroline. Caroline Hirsch was there and she was like, oh, my God, I love your stuff. Let's talk. Nice. And then uh, she was just like, you know, can I make any calls? Can I talk to any you know which one would you want to do and i'm like like all of them what (laughs) yeah and of course i mean letterman is like new york city like so i was like well i mean letterman yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so so she did and they uh they were supposed to come to a show of course i got really sick um and i was like you're getting up you're taking drugs and tea and you're going to caroline's you know so you killed a letter audition on sudafed no so (laughs) then like two hours before caroline's they were like i'm really sorry we they can't make it you were like yes Uh, part of me yeah (laughs) and i was like but at that point i was like i'm gonna go anyway because i took all these meds and i feel okay so I just I did the show and then the craziest thing happened like after Caroline's I had a comic strip audition. Mm. And guess who was at the comic strip audition? Really? The bookers of wow. Letterman because uh Ted Alexandro was doing it the next day and ah. so they were running his set. Oh wow, that's awesome. So they I just I mean it with the timing was crazy. I just happened to go up before Ted so they had just sat down. That's perfect. And I was like this was the day that they were, sp- it was just too weird. Wow. The whole thing. It's and they cosmic. were like, and I didn't that's know they crazy. were there. Oh, that's so, even better. Yeah. But I loose. fucked around. I was loose. <laughs> I, Cause in my head, you know, when you have to do certain jokes, oh. I don't know if you're like this, but I'm like, I want to do whatever I want. Like oh. my brain just goes like, don't tell me what to that's do. My downfall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I did the strip thing, the show, like just like all the jokes I wanted to do. And, this and some were dirty and some were just like not, and this is an audition, right? Is no, this is a regular show. Oh, it was a regular spot for the strip. Oh, okay. I thought you said it. Yeah, and I was like, okay. well, now that that Caroline's thing didn't work and whatever, and I talked about my dad's, te- I have this joke about his testicle. <laughs> Not that I've seen it, but one time yeah. he was like, you know, it was just this old joke about like, how are you? And he's like, I have an inflamed testicle. And I was like, okay, you can just say I'm great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was jokes like that. Sure. And then like, when I got an email the next day that they were like, we really enjoyed your set, I was like, but you saw like the craziest <laughs> jokes. I'm like, I have other ones I want you You're to like, see. Can I do the ball thing yeah. on Letterman. <laughs> There's no way I can do that. Yeah. Oh. So that's how it happened. That's amazing. It's it's funny how all these things line up sometimes. You know. Yeah. It's like you. That's the thing about this business. It's like like I talk to people. I mentor comics and stuff. And I say you just can't quit. And mm. things will work out eventually. It, I just, keep hearing yeah. that too, and just, I'm like, yeah. just do it. And yeah, things. I mean, not eventually. Yes, yeah, something will happen. You'll be in the right place, up. the yeah. right time. Somebody maybe will ask you to do something, and you know, a friend or whatever. You know, it just all kind of like it's really about that. Just stay in it. And eventually yeah, something cool hopefully will happen. I mean, yeah, that's some people, so true. Some people maybe would you know tell me that that's bullshit but you know i've been doing this in the road for 30 years and, well then know. 31 years buddy <laughs> <laughs> wait one more well, year or get out of cleveland i say oh, it's yeah. like, that's the thing too yeah. is you can get lost on a cruise 
get lost on the road. It's like, that's why I feel like I always ran shows in the city and stuff to make a little extra money because I felt like I didn't want to be caught too much out on the road. Yeah. Like I wanted a nice split because, yeah. you know, it, most of the time it's like the stuff is happening in LA or here. So totally. You know, did yeah. you, did you live in LA at all? I lived out there for about six months. I tried it and it just wasn't for me. I mean, really? I'd been to LA like maybe a week at a time and I loved it. Yeah. And and so I expected to like it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I only like it when I'm here for a week. <laughs> like <laughs> after a while, I just get bored or I just yeah. didn't couldn't handle traffic. Yeah. Like here, at least you can do a bunch of sets and then yeah. you don't have to drive. So you can I like I do stuff on the train. It is like it's like an office, sure. you know. Yeah. But in L.A., it's like, oh, I have to focus on the road. I can't. <laughs> but I, this is when I check my jokes to do my, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you do the Uber stuff. That probably adds up. Yeah. So traffic and stuff. But it just in general, it was like, you know, if I had to work out there, I wouldn't mind living there. Yeah. But, your your acting seems to be good. Like, I enjoyed your oh, acting. Thanks. Like, in the reel, I saw your reel. I thought that was cool. Oh, thanks. Like, oh, my God. I can't yeah. believe anybody watches that. Uh, you know, I tried to do a little research. Was it up to three views? <laughs> <laughs> i liked it it was good it's like you know do you want to pursue more of the acting stuff because yeah i think it'd be fun yeah I yeah think you have a nice sensibility like that oh thanks you have a good like you know can get into some different characters i could see that but uh but yeah i think with la too it's kind of, one of those things where unless you have like you know obviously acting opportunities or mm -hmm. writing opportunities it's just really amazing weather and no spots, you know? Yeah, amazing weather. And then and then it's funny, like, you do a spot and you're like, can I come back next week? And they're like, this is monthly. I can book you in six months. And I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah, like, and, then, yeah. and then if you do get paid, it's like a $6 check. Yeah. You know? It's like, what happened? But, but uh, the guacamole is amazing. Oh, yeah. The yeah. fish tacos. Like, the yeah. fish tacos. The hiking is fun. Yeah, everything is everything yeah. about it is amazing. You can yeah. have a bigger place with a dog and a thing and like, yeah. the outdoor and the fresh air and stuff. But I think um, and the worst thing to do is I see so I've known some comics where it's just like they go out there and they're like, ah, I'm going to do it. And then because yeah. they didn't really plant it enough, they didn't try to plant the seeds to get a good job writing or doing something and then they hang their head and come back. Yeah. And I never wanted to, I just, I just, if I go out there, I'm going out there. I don't, yeah. I don't want that. Like, you know, just like crawling back to New York and then you got to start over in New York, which is crazy to start over. Cause I see a lot of guys that are really funny, but they were out of the loop for so long because yeah. the LA thing. Yeah. And then you got to, you know, well, it's funny cause I in. would, I would go out there and be like, why am I so depressed? And people were like the first year sucks. You're going to be really depressed. And I was like, I can't even give it a year. It's six months. I need to go home. <laughs> um, but then, uh, you know, and then I didn't even like move out. Like I put my stuff in storage and I kind of went for a couple weeks and then yeah. I decided to stay over time. So I never made an announcement or anything. Yeah. I just kind of like, and the, you know, it was cool because I worked, I got to work at the comedy store and yeah. thank God they gave me spots. Nice. But, um, but besides that, I really wasn't getting that many. So I was like, I'm going crazy out here. Yeah, I think. And that's the thing is that's kind of why I run a show. I was, I, I talk about mm. this all the time where it's like a club or whatever. I feel like I just always want stage time. Like I feel yeah. like no matter what, I'll always stay tight because I, I can get up as much as I want and anytime yeah. I want and as long as I want on stage. And that's why I've always had a little base every since pretty much five years in. I always had a room. Right. I was a bar show somewhere, you know, yeah. Lantern, wherever. I always had because I felt like 
you just got to get up as a comic, like as a painter, you got to paint. Yeah. As a comic, you got to perform. And then yes. it's like everything else, like, you know, the stars line up and good things happen. And, you know, and it's just like that, that will eventually happen if you just like, you know, keep staying in it, but definitely get up, I think is what. You know, and then the if they is. don't align, then at least, you know, there's that re- like, that's what I like is like, you know, you're not waiting for someone to pick you, uh, pick your headshot or pick you for a movie. Like yeah, you're just yeah. getting up. And if they don't pick you for the movie, you still have stand up. Like you're not like, OK, now I have to send mean- more headshots. At, you know, I'm, I'm being mean because actors have to do that. But you know what I mean? Like at least there's like that. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Like, yeah, that's days, why I started we, like staple the staple yes. the freaking resume. And it's got a you always got it crooked and you're like, <laughs> Or like I would staple it and then I would flip over the headshot and the staple was in my eye. (laughs) But I remember like backstage magazine or newspaper. Backstage was amazing. Yeah. Now it sucks compared to before. It was it felt like it was I don't know. It was fun. It's kind of like how like old people talk about um, when they didn't have a TV. It was just like so fresh or they had to walk to school five miles. Like we had these newspapers and you had to open them. And and it was I think it was Thursdays. Yeah, Yeah. And then you would circle the ones you wanted to send yeah. your headshots to. And yeah. it just took forever. But, but it was like, it, to yeah. me, it was like, because I always um, have been in love with New York, even since high school and living in Texas. Like, I always, just something romantic about everything that happens in this city. Just the whole, like, even the starving, even being broke yeah. in Manhattan as a starving artist is attractive. Like, yeah. it's anywhere else broke, not so much. You're broke right. in Mississippi, not as cool. Well, it so- always sounds like here there's a purpose. Like, I'm broke yeah. because I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's- that sounds romantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're broke in Oklahoma, it's not. Nobody really know, cares. Yeah, it's not, it's not romantic at all. Mm. And, uh, but that was the thing is you, you know, I remember just like, like you said, like a Thursday or something, you would just go and you just get the paper, get a village voice, get the, get the backstage, yeah. you know, get your coffee and just look. And there was just something kind of great about that. Now it's like, you know, everything's online and it's just, you know, it just loses a little bit of that. It does. You know, yeah. That stuff that you have to do. God, I remember those days. And then you would just go to the post office and then mail them out. Yeah. And never hear back. <laughs> did, you, did you start here in, in New York or did you start somewhere else? I moved. I started here. I oh, moved okay. to New York to pursue acting. I never even oh, thought just... about stand-up comedy. Like, I didn't. It wasn't a thing I thought I could do. Did I, you take a class? I took a class. We all take classes. Yeah. <laughs> what classes did you Because take? I didn't know anything about it. So I was yeah. like, well, how am I going to learn something I don't know? Oh, yeah. Um, I took a class. First, I signed up with the Learning Annex. Do you remember the Learning Annex? Sure. Yeah. And it was three days. And it was Tim Davis. <laughs> Do you remember him? Yeah, from Stamp New York. Wasn't yeah. he from uh like the yeah, he worked at Stamp New York, but he was from the Midwest or he something. He was a cab like that. driver and yes. then worked for Stamp New York. Oh, that was great. Yeah, he booked so it he for a while. So he taught a class. Okay. And no wonder he booked Okay, I didn't know that. Be- that was um where we had our performance. Oh, Stamp New, New, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um but it was 3 days on the third day and I told him on the first day I was like, "I just want to take the class, but I don't want to perform. I'm not <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be a comedian. I just want to learn how to write a joke." Yeah. And he's like, no, you're going to want to perform. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) And then he's like, and then I remember on the day of the performance, I felt this little tap on my shoulder and he's like, go up. I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh my God, it was the best thing ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it it was still scary Yeah, yeah. and it was only, we only got five minutes and I only did two minutes because I didn't know I was going up. Oh, but in those two minutes, there was some kind of like, oh, so you were just going to hang out and watch the rest of the class, hang out, support the class. I didn't invite anybody, but it's funny. I wrote a couple of ideas down, but I was like, I can't, there's no way I can do this. Like, yeah. 
Um, and then when he said try it, I was like, well, there are like 15 people in here and I know no one. Yeah. So why don't I just try it? And all I had were tall jokes. Like I didn't know, <laughs> you know, so I tried these tall jokes and I think the first one and maybe like one later worked, like some of them didn't, but that first one worked and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, that feeling that, that comes feeling. over you that you've yeah. never felt before. Yeah. So because that wasn't really a class, like no offense to him, but it was just yeah. like this random thing. I took, then I was like, now I can take a real class. All right, well, who, what was the next class? So that class was, um, he passed away. He was really fun. Um, Mike, he was out of Caroline's. Oh, I think Mike Irwin heard about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike Irwin. Yeah, and sure. uh, that was an eight week class oh, okay. with an actual like long perform, like a 10 minute performance. Okay. That kind of thing. And that really helped me kind of structure like jokes and cause I never, I just sure. never followed any stand up. Like I, yeah. I'd seen like whatever was on at the time, Seinfeld or Ray Romano or, yeah, you know, yeah. But I watched more stuff like SNL or, you know, old I Love Lucy reruns and stuff. I wasn't sure. like into stand up. So I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, how do you even write a joke? Yeah, you know? it become it's definitely one of those things where it's, you know, it's like you you think you know what it's about until you start to kind of like want to do it. And then it's just like it takes this thing of trying to research it and try to listen to comics. Yeah. My first my first performance was at a, a Mormon college uh it was called Rex, rexburg now it's byu idaho and it was a talent show like i used to be a mormon and it oh. was um like they had a talent show everybody was like singing and dan you know doing all kinds of juggling and whatever and i uh did stand up and it was just like and half of it was just making fun of byu and oh. making fun of like mormons mm. and just making fun of like how everybody's just here to get married and mm -hmm. just like you know it's like you know just making fun of how the school was and all the stuff and all the restrictions we had and i murdered and it was just like standing oh wow. first time i ever first did stand up time? first time and everybody yeah. was like and then you're just like, wow. So I've been chasing that show yeah. ever since. <laughs> you're like, that's still my tape that I show yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. And uh, yeah, and that was it. And then I just put it away. Yeah. It was one of those things. Because, you know, it was really funny. It was um, <clears throat> they uh, like, you know, the stand up thing went really well. And so they tried to just do a comedy night at, BY yeah. at BYU, Idaho, whatever. And so uh, I auditioned to, for the comedy night. And then this time, the jokes that I wrote were apparently too edgy. Yeah. And so and then that was this. That was the beginning of this whole like thing. And it was like uh, and then I remembered I they had these people perform and I wasn't in it. And it was like an uproar. Like everybody's like, Dustin was the funniest. And like so it was this controversy yeah. about like the comics that got chosen to perform. And then I got blackballed for being edgy or making fun of the church or whatever. So is that when you moved to New York? Well, shortly, oh. like, yeah, probably about eight months after that. Yeah. Because I ended up uh, transferring to Parsons and art school. Oh, okay. And then that's where, you know, I worked there. And then I took a, well, at Parsons, I took a Scott Blakeman's class. He, he used to wow, I didn't know yeah, that he, he was teaching that. I think he still teaches at the uh -huh. new school. Oh. And so it was like, it was actually, uh, you could get credit for it. Yeah. It was like a writing comedy class, but it was stand up too. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then anyway, but later on I found that class when I came to New York, but, but yeah, I mean, classes are like, cause a lot of my listeners are you know comics and stuff, young comics. And it's just like, I feel like if anything, you meet people. Like, that's what I told about classes. Like, yeah, you know, you, you just meet other people trying to do what you're doing. Well, the, to me, I knew that open mics were a thing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know this before I moved to New York city, but once I moved and I became interested, I was like, Oh, so 
you go, you write stuff, and then you try it at an open mic. Yeah. But I was like, there's no way in hell I would do that alone. <laughs> so I'm like, if I go to a class, I will meet people. And I was like, I just want to meet people to go to an open mic. Like, <laughs> and so that's where I met. Do you remember Michael Brill? Uh, no. He ran the duplex after Poppy Kramer, Kramer for a okay. while. And um, I met him there. And then we were like inseparable. We did open mics together all the time. Okay. So that's. But I was like, there's no way. I was so scared. I was like, there's no way I'm going into these rooms and trying stuff out by myself. And then once we started doing it together, I got, you know, you meet people and it's yeah, easier. Yeah. But it was just all such a scary idea, the whole thing. Open mics, open mics are terrifying. I mean, I remember. I hated it so bad because, um, you know, just people don't pay attention. Yeah. It's like this, you know, thing. And that's why I started busting at clubs and like working in the kitchen or mopping the floors or cleaning the bathrooms for five minutes of stage time. Because that's yeah. what I did for like two years at New York Comedy Club. Oh. I was like the bus boy. And, yeah. I, and they had a full kitchen. Like where that green room is was a full kitchen, like with fryers oh. and everything. There's a stove yes. that's still in the wall. Really? Yeah. Whenever, I... We couldn't move it. So I'll we just put it up. tonight. Well, we put there. up sheetrock. Like it's, oh. it's inside. A, it's inside sheetrock. Wow. <laughs> it's like this, you know, this this tomb that's in there. But uh, but yeah, I I couldn't handle open mics because I felt like I just I have a hard enough time with my family not paying yeah. attention to me and stuff yeah. and they're treating me weird. So it's like I just needed for this artistic experience to not have this judgment, you know, and I felt comics are I don't know, open mics. Some open mics are good, you know, Yeah, some of them like I remember Hamburger Harry's. That was a good one. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them obviously just had comics, so they're too busy writing their jokes, so they're not laughing. Yeah. But even if, like, one gets a laugh from a comic, then you're like, a regular person will probably really like this. Yeah, it is a good gauge. Yeah. If somebody, you know, if a comic laughs at something, maybe it's a smarter premise or something. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, but that's the thing in the beginning. Sometimes I miss... I miss a little bit of the beginning, you know, days, you know, just like the, the freshness of yeah, it. Yeah. Just the, yeah. you know, it's just like the unknown, you know, there was no, yeah. the, like, <laughs> you know, we hang out with the comic and you, you seem very good. Like you're in a balanced place, but you know, like when you hang out and there's this negative energy happening, totally. and you're just like, and, you I know, can't. you're just like, Oh, yeah. I didn't get Montreal this year. You know, it's all yeah. this kind of this energy. And it's like, you know, and I have fallen into it a little bit, yes. but I'm working on myself, so there's not as much of that happening. Yeah. But it's it's still, you know, my friends and comics, there's guys who are really funny and do it. My favorite is when you see somebody who's doing amazing. Yeah. They're making money. Oh, and they're they, complaining. They got nice credits. Yeah. They're, they're doing great. Yeah. And then it's just like they're just complaining the whole time yeah. about how horrible the business is. And I'm well, like, It's geez. funny because um, every once in a while, like, you know, I guess everybody complains at their own level yeah. and I'll complain to my therapist and then I'll be like, okay, I realize I have legs and I can walk. Like that's always <laughs> my, like the worst. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why it's that. <laughs> I guess cause I walk a lot. I love okay. to walk. Like to if walk someone's too. like, you yeah. need to walk. I'm like, or take the bus. I'm like, I'll walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I always go to the, like, I get it. I have legs and she's like, everyone's allowed to complain on their own level. <laughs> You know, but I, I try to keep it like, I try to be grateful, obviously. Sure. But, um, but then, you know, it's, it's funny, like how life works. Like every once in a while I'll be in a shitty mood and then like someone in a wheelchair comes, walks, just walks by, isn't, you know, rolls by or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell am I complaining about? Like, seriously? so funny. I just said this exact same thing. I got a friend who's going through a breakup 
and he's just he's just oh he's so distraught of the whole thing and he's whatever and i was like and then, and then it's like you know the time when you have somebody that's going through something and then like there's that softness that you have yeah and then after a while you're like all right man this is ridiculous dude yeah. there's people that don't even have clean water there's people with no legs there's people right. you know it's just like on like the get subway. over it yeah it's yeah. like shut up dude yeah it's like I do that to myself. Like every once in a while, like I'll go through a relationship and I can't move on. And I'm like, you're going to stop today. (laughs) You know, and my heart is like, no, I'm not. You know, (laughs) now it's well, that's the thing is like, it's funny. um, It's part of this. It's probably 60, 40. I'd say 60 percent is talent. Um, you know, you think it's that much? Yeah, I think so. I, like I want to say 30 percent. No, I want to say 60. I think so much is luck. Oh, yeah. But I want to say 60, though. Yeah. If, if I say 60, it means it's more of an art form. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I see people and I'm like, they're so good. Why aren't they bigger? And I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. I can tell wrong. you why. I really? know all those guys. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. I can tell you exactly. It could be drugs. Yeah. It could be they keep just getting women pregnant. It, it so could far, be, it's not those two. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. But you're doing amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're doing great. Oh no, great. no, I'm yeah. happy with where yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I see people who've been doing it longer, and I'm yeah. like, there must be some kind of life choice or something. I don't know. Maybe it's balance. Maybe they're healthy. But I'm like, you are so I, good. You need to be like. I see it. Th- I don't know, man. I see like, uh, well, my well, my forty was, is you know, basically balancing oneself. You know, yeah. just like not being an addict, not right. sabotaging yourself. You know, not like being disciplined and you know all those things and being good at like because I you know I have a friend who's just you know he's doing really well for himself. He's you know Comedy Central hours and he's doing great. And he's just, I've never seen anybody that was better at the off the stage kind of like talking to people. Like it's taken me forever, even to just do this, yeah. you know, to just be able to talk like to somebody in charge of something big, you know what I mean? Or yeah. To walk. I remember I did a um, crashing. I went to the premiere. Oh, cool. In LA. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, and I, it was just such a funny scenario. It's me. I got my cowboy hat. I'm like walking around, and then I got Nick Novicki. He was a little person. Yeah. It was just a cowboy and a little dude. We walk in. <laughs> and you guys didn't plan that? No. Well, oh. I, well he was my friend in L.A. Uh, like I needed. Okay. I needed, He was my date pretty much. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, I had a little thing on the show, so I was excited. And then I go in, and it was just like an Apatow's there. And I was just like, ah, you know, and it's like one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know him really. And I, you know, I'm kind of doing this thing. And, and it was just like, but I did find the courage to walk up and kind of like, you know, not make it weird. Cause I've always felt I didn't want to be that annoying guy. Yeah. You know, after, I remember after I saw the comedian, I was like, don't be like Orny, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. but so I was just like, you know, it was an opportunity, but, but I, I it still, it takes a lot for me to kind of like walk up to somebody that's huge like that or anybody totally and, and, and start talking. For me, I find it harder not to walk up to them, but to walk away because it's, it always feels awkward. You're like, <laughs> hi, thank you so much for, you know, yeah. putting me on your show. I yeah. had a great time. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And then it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, or how was your day? Do they even want to talk to you? Like, it's the getting out that I'm like so awkwardly bad at. I'm well, like, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's certain people, high profile people, you know, they're bothered all the time. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that want to get to it. And I'll hear, it's funny because I'll hear stories like, uh, I think I heard this story where just, I mean, it gives me so much anxiety just thinking about it. But I remember Ed, I heard the story of Ed Burns, you know, that guy, the uh, actor, director. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, 
I don't know how true it is, but I think it's pretty true. He was in an elevator with with uh, Robert Redford, uh-huh. and uh, he was like an intern at Sundance. And then he gives Robert Redford his script <gasps> in the elevator, and it was like, and apparently he took it, you know, because uh-huh. I think most people like it's a legal thing, like it's a whole, yeah. you know. And he took it, and then you know his freaking movie got promoted and moved to the next level and all this stuff. But it's like just the idea of doing that. I remember one time. Um, I wrote a pilot about comedy or whatever and uh, pre-crashing. And uh, I remember Tim Allen was at Gotham, the old mm. Gotham. And it was like a big deal. He's coming in. And I went all the way home. And I, no. <laughs> and I got the script yeah. and I, I got the binder and the thing. I was like, I'm giving this to Tim Allen, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, it's like he's going in. He performing. He, you know, he did like 20 minutes or whatever. And he's coming out. And then and then I'm just standing there like he's got a cab and a thing. And then the, the uh, and then the time just keeps clicking. It's going away. Yeah. It's going away. It's going away. It's going away. And then he's in the car. And yeah. then is, I'm holding the script. And I never, I never. And which you're not really supposed to do that. You know. Right. I mean? Right. I mean, you want to <laughs> leave them legally. Them like nobody will yeah. really take that. But but in your head you're like, ah, oh, just that's that's the moment that I should have taken. But you know. But Wait, is that the when um the Brothers McMullen guy, what was his name? Ed, yeah, Ed Byrne. Yeah. Ed, when he did it, was yeah. that movie that he gave to Robert, was that one made or no? I think so. I think oh, it was wow. the one that so he it made. Worked. What he did worked. I think it worked. Yeah. Oh. So it's like, as far as I know, that's how it worked. Yeah. You never know how people embellish yeah. things for like a, a late night talk show thing. Yeah. You know, but apparently that's what happened. And then, I don't know. Sometimes I hear that stuff and I'm like, is that what it takes to get up there? Because... I'm not like that either. I would have been like you and been like, well, this is rude. He wants to be alone, you know? Did you, did you see Disaster Artist? Not yet, oh, no. You have to see that. That's just, it, it just really sums up kind of this whole thing. And that guy's uh, fearless. Like he, yes. He, he, he actually goes up to Apatow, who's playing a big producer in the movie, uh-huh. and he goes up and he starts to say, it's the greatest ever. He starts just doing a scene. Yeah. Like the guy's at the table eating food in a random restaurant. And he just yeah. goes up and starts doing like Macbeth, like in front of him yeah. while the guy's eating with his girlfriend. And it's just the most uncomfortable, awkward thing ever. Yes. And it's just like, but there's some people like that. They just don't have a thing. They'll just, you know. But in some people, it like works for them, you know? Yeah, and yeah. other people, I would have been the one where they were like, no. <laughs> You know, and then I would have thought about it for like the next three years and, you oh, know, like been like, I shouldn't have done that thing uh, <laughs> three <dude>. years ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time there was this guy, um, manager, I think his last name was Salmon, and he was like a pretty good manager. He had Dennis Leary at the time. Mm. And um, he, <laughs> he, he was at New York Comedy Club. And he was, uh, you know, he was kind of in the audience or whatever, watching some comics. And it was like, uh, I think he had Rick Shapiro at the time, too. And then I went up and I had a good set. And it was, I was still, you know, mm-hmm. kind of this weird stage in my comedy, but it was still fresh and raw. And I think he saw something. And then, uh, so I got a call back for him to see me again. And then the second time, it was a horrible set. Like, mm-hmm. I just was nervous. Like, I did really bad. And then I remember this is before, you know, cell phones and shit. And so. And, and etiquette apparently and so i ended mm. up finding his name in a phone book yeah and like ended up calling his house oh like, my god because <laughs> i was yes. crazy yeah and I, and I was just like hey uh and it got his answering machine and i'm like like a thing out of swingers or something and i'm like hey yeah this is uh, dustin i'm the comedian that you saw i just want you to know like i'm you know i'd like you to see me again like i could do better next time and i'm like crazy person yeah <laughs> so, and then something did you ever hear back no i never I like mean, leave me alone oh no i mean he never reached yeah. i never did it the second time i'm sure it was like i mean he definitely didn't call me back yeah you know, he didn't call my you know answering service or whatever i had at the time oh my god remember those pagers and stuff oh like well, the little yeah. i got so excited if that thing went off yeah well mine was uh 
just answering service was like an thing. answering service. Yeah. yeah, but you'd get yeah. a beep, right? And then you'd have to call them or no? Yeah, well, I didn't have a beeper. Oh, yeah. okay. You never beeper. Come on, you're not. You're, no, you're but younger I mean, than that. you yeah. had a. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, how uh, did I find out? No, I think I you had just had some... to call in, though, right? Did or did you have something? I had them when they were already kind of not cool. You had a beeper. <laughs> I bought one because I wanted to be cool because I, I didn't. Have... I didn't. I thought you honestly. I thought you needed one, and I think I just bought <laughs> so you one. You just had a beeper, and like it was very two thousand two. It was very uh, temporary, okay. and then I guess eventually I got a cell phone. Yeah, you know, I don't funny. know. I, I would lo- but I feel I love... like I had one for like a little while, and then the answering. Okay. Yeah, then you'd call in. I just love you having a beeper. I think that's so funny. I think I had it because I thought it was cool, but I don't think it was cool anymore. <laughs> you should have a beeper now. That would be hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> How funny that you're just sitting around you like, oh, hold on a second. I had this <laughs> one phone that um, swiveled to the side. Like, Ooh. it looked like a knife, like one of those. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of those knives. Sure, I, sure, sure. You know? Butterfly knife, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I, w- I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And yeah. then people started getting uh, phones with emails. And I yeah. missed some like big email, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna miss emails. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I remember I had this uh, this thing happen. Um, that was really funny. I had the first smartphone. It was like a trio. It was called the trio. I don't know if you remember it, but it was like a big deal. Uh-huh. And it had like all the. This stuff is before on it. iPhones. Yeah, way it? before. Oh, yeah, okay. this was like it was like BlackBerry didn't have quite have this technology. Like I don't think you could go online with BlackBerry. You could just get emails and stuff. I didn't even have that. I yeah. don't know. I well, went this, from swivel phone to iPhone. <laughs> this is like a big deal. It was like, like, and nobody had it yet. I remember yeah. Dane Cook had one. And oh, I was like, okay. so I felt like it was almost like a credit. I have a trio. Do phone. you remember how much yeah. it was? It was pretty expensive. It was, yeah, it was a couple, like 300 bucks or something. Oh, okay. Which was a lot for a phone. Huge back then. For a phone, yeah. yeah. And I remember like, and, a lot, and nobody had it yet. And so it was like, I remember I was kind of ahead of the curve. And then I remember, um, it's funny because I, I remember I, I was at a club, like in the back, Boston Comedy Club or something, just, you know, hanging out. And I remember I emailed Jason Steinberg. Uh-huh. And I was, like, the manager. And I was just like, hey, this is Dustin. You know, I just wanted to reach out and, you know, want you to come take a look at me. And, like, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm getting a lot of time. I'm starting to, you know, just kind of like, you know, you're trying to buff yourself up and try to reach out. You know, those yeah. things we do every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm here. You know. And then I remember me emailing me back and it was like, well, how well could you be doing if you're at home emailing? And I was like, I'm not at home. I'm, in, I'm uh, I have technology. I'm on my trio. <laughs> it was $300. Yeah, I'm in the future. Like, <laughs> yeah. He actually wrote that wow yes. and i've always wanted to go up and be like hey asshole remember that when yeah. Yeah, i was a little ahead of the curve okay yeah, i want yeah. a little more credit than i'm at home just crying uh, on the on text e- emailing you you know so i just thought it was a funny thing where it was just like he just assumed oh I was, my god was not getting time just not being a comic so much pain back then it is a lot of pain. we have different kinds of pain now but that but that pain was i think it was worth it it makes you stronger obviously i remember one time i was at the old gotham I, d- I was doing bringers there all the time. And uh, I brought some friends and I went on stage and I completely blanked out. I was so nervous. Wow. I mean, I used to be so, so nervous when I first started. Um, and I, I literally was like, I stood there and I don't know how long I was up there. And I was like, I don't know my jokes. <laughs> and that got a laugh because... <laughs> I kept trying to like recreate what I remembered and nothing okay. it was silent, silent, silent. Wow. And then I just went, Oh my God, I can't remember my jokes. And it was so traumatic and everybody laughed. 
And then I got a couple of jokes back and then I got the light and I just walked off stage. I started bawling, oh, like wow. crying. And I remember, um, Susie, who was, who was, not Esper. no, but who dated, uh, Chris Mazzilli? Oh, super. I, I can't even say her name. So oh, okay. Okay. Say her name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. So somebody, a couple of people <laughs> more experienced. There were yeah. a couple of them, sure. more experienced yeah. comedians were like, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not. Like I thought it was yeah. the end of my career. And they were like, no, it's going to be fine. Yeah. That's yeah. I was, I think I talked about it in the last episode I did. Um, I just had, so much anxiety that's why i drank so much like mm. you know because i was just so nervous all the time yeah i'm just a nervous person you know and it was just like that was part of you know the my drinking days was just like just just to be comfortable totally to i did that once at um i passed the comic strip kind of early um and i was still like a nervous nelly and whatever yeah. But I was happy that I passed, but it yeah. was still, you know, crazy. That's huge back then. Huge. They huge. were huge back then. Yeah. You know, Lucian passed uh, me and yeah. then he gave me like Saturday night spots. Yeah. And like, you know, Big maybe deal. a Wednesday afternoon I was okay, but a Saturday I was pressure. nervous all day. A lot of pressure. All day. <laughs> a lot of pressure. And then <laughs> uh, Chris Rock's brother, what's his name? Tony, Tony Rock came yeah. in. And they're like, you're, you know, because he would just come in and they were like, you're next. And I was really new. And I had at least one beer and I don't drink a lot. Yeah. So I was pretty buzzed. And I was like, this will help. This will help. That was my big lesson. I never did that again. Like, I'll have like a beer here and there. Yeah. Um, But I think I might have had at least like two beers and no like food. And yeah. I was so buzzed by the time because he did like. Yeah. 20 minutes how did you do on stage you remember i bombed oh, hard okay. no i bombed hard and i was like what is happening and i was like it must have been i didn't know yeah. i was like this has to be helpful because like it can go either way and that's the yes. problem that's why it's like trace chasing the dragon like you'll have a good set like i've totally been high i've been yeah coked up and whiskey whatever and i've had moments where it was electric on stage totally and there's probably a hundred where it wasn't but those are good for yeah. like you know when you're doing an open mic at the duplex and you're like let's yeah. have a glass of wine sure you're just fucking around you just fuck around and yeah. you're like i'm so loose you know yeah. but i still have clubs i can't even go into i've been sober 10 years you know what i mean oh, I, I, okay. they won't even let me in the building so. really <laughs> I was so oh from crazy. all the drinking yeah because yeah. i was a nutbag but uh but yeah, but the those days were different. I feel like yeah. you walk into clubs now and nobody's drinking and you're like, can I have a beer? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like weird asking because no one's drinking. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Comics are either in recovery or they're, you know, they're going crazy. You know what I mean? It's like there's not much of a balance in comedy. Yeah. I feel like we're very, you know, we're very addictive people. So yes. we're either addicted to AA or we're addicted to the. That's true. We're still doing yeah, it. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's a really yeah. good point. But uh, yeah. And I'm always amazed how like. What I love about comedy the most is this, like just the fact that like people you would never meet under any other circumstance. It's yeah. such beautiful, diverse, and a lot of us have such lives and we're smart. We've done all kinds of crazy shit, live different places, speak different languages, do all yeah. that. And it's like, you know, at Walmart, you're not going to get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> a regular yeah. job, you know, yeah. some sort of like just, you know, basic job. You're not going to have you know, these relationships with these kind of like, you know, eccentric creative people. And I think that's, what's cool sometimes. So too. true. And there's always someone new coming in or, you know what I mean? There's oh, yeah. always like a recycling. So you're like, who's sure. that? Oh, I just moved here from whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why I always get really angry at comics with attitudes and stuff, because I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a band of brothers and sisters. Like, you know, you're not supposed to be a dick. Also, yeah. don't be a dick when <laughs> yet. Wait 40 years yeah. until you've really got nothing. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's too soon for you to be. When you I know, see a young person who's already bitter, I'm like, yeah. you have a long way to go. <laughs> you know what I notice is happening, though? This is an interesting thing. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I'm very keen to a lot of this stuff because uh, I work with a lot of them when they're raw. You know, a lot yeah. of comics, you know, they haven't quite passed the seller yet. They're kind of like, you know, just kind of on the cusp. A lot of cusp people are in my life, the young yeah. comics. Yeah. And I've noticed it's like, and it's funny to watch somebody because I'll see somebody that was kind of like, Maybe they were edgy and kind of like a little gruff in the beginning, but when they start to get credits and then they start to get recognition, then they start to become cool. Yeah. Like there's there's certain people where it's the opposite. They're assholes when they get famous. And there's right. some people like, oh, okay, you're comfortable now because you you see that you're making it, so you're not you're not a jerk now. You know? Yeah. What I mean? It's like a weird thing. You never know who you're. Gonna yeah, get. I, I can. Well, someone like Martin said... Norman's a sweetheart now because he's doing so well. <laughs> But I see, I, I feel like I don't know if I read this yeah. somewhere, but I feel like you are more of who you really are when you're famous. That's what I heard. Oh, yeah? Like if you're really? a dick okay. and you get famous, you're going to be a bigger dick. If you're nice. I, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine you being a dick, though. You have. You seem like oh, thanks. No, I think I care. I think being a dick hurts my feelings. Like I don't yeah. like being mean. I you can know what see I mean? you. I have this problem too. I don't know about you. You have like maybe um, I can see people misreading you, like because you yes, might you I've might you that. might be like in a zone. Yeah, you might absolutely. Be, you know, you got to yeah. sometimes if you're not smiling, you have an intensity to you. Yes. and like you know, people are like, oh, what's wrong? I'm sure you get that a lot. What's yeah, and especially oh. in high school, yeah. I remember yeah. people would be because I was super shy in high school. Yeah, but I was just shy, and yeah. it looked like I was a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think yeah. I'm a dick. I'm like, no, I just I need to I need to get to know you before I'm just gonna be like be all sweet and nice to you. Or yeah. like you know, yeah, because I walk in a zone too. So yeah. if I'm in a like I'm just thinking when oh, i walk okay. Oh, okay so if someone sees me i'm like i swear i'm not they're like are you upset and i'm like no i'm just <laughs> way in my head right now oh yeah processing something that's one of my favorite parts know? of new york is like having music and then just walk because i like yeah. to i like to walk through new i like to walk too and then just it's almost like you get a soundtrack going yeah you just like pretend you're in a movie and you're just kind of walking and you like and you're just, the and city. i don't like to stop so yeah. i'm like get out of my way me. yeah <laughs> i do want to get to the the chloe Savi Savini oh, yeah. thing how did how did that happen like what's how did this process I happen? uh was at Eastville and you never know. <laughs> yeah. And uh it was I love the wait staff there, they're so cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're just a bunch of girls talking and we're just all chatting and they're like, I don't know, I guess I wasn't looking and they're like, Oh my god, you know, Chloe just walked Chloe seven eight just walked in. Oh wow. And I was like, that's cool and I just didn't think anything of yeah. it. And then like five minutes later they're like, Um, she's here to see you. Really? And I was like, well, how do you know? And they're like, um, is Carmen Lynch performing? What? I guess she's, she heard that it was there, that I was yeah. there through the website or whatever. And then I was like, did you, do you know why? And they're like, no, she just asked if you were performing. And, uh, and I was like, all right, whatever. And I was, I was like first or second. So I almost didn't have time to like overthink, sure. you know? So it was That's perfect. Best. Yeah. Best, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm up next. This is great. Yeah. So I just did my thing. And, you know, if I didn't know that, I would have left because I leave a lot. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You sure. just go to the next gig or yeah. you're like, I'll get a bite to eat. Yeah. So uh, and I've done I've been in situations where I'm like, should I hang out? Not that somebody was asking for, for me, yeah. but it was like an interesting situation because sometimes you have to network. I mean, it feels sure. phony, but you're yeah. like, 
I should stick around, you know? So this time I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to stick around. And uh, <laughs> I mean, not for the whole show, but I had like, yeah. like maybe 40 minutes before I had to leave. Yeah. So I'm like, why not just stay here? Yeah. And if this is true, I'll find out. And if yeah. not, it's okay. Yeah, she's a badass. You stick around for And yeah. so I just stayed at the bar for a little yeah. bit. And then uh, somewhere in the next person's set, she came out. Nice. And introduced herself. And oh. she had seen my stuff uh, through uh, the, I forget the person's name, but someone who's in charge at UCB. Okay. Because she had asked them for like names of people okay. um, with certain So she had a project style. in mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and they had mentioned my name, and so I guess she had watched my stuff. Okay. So when she came in, you know, when she introduced herself, she's like, "I've watched your stuff," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because you know, there's like <laughs> yeah. every once in a while, there's something you're like, "Why is that still up?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been trying to take a video down for like two years. Oh anyway. my god! Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so it started from there, and then we—I oh, wow. mean, we didn't even know what the project was until later. Where did you shoot it? Portland. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it was through Mew Mew. Okay. Who she has a relationship with. Who's the fat the what? fashion line. The fa oh, it's They're the fashion through, line. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was cool. So they um make these ten minute shorts called uh women's tales. Okay. And this was their thirteenth one. So I all of them are online. So I watched like one through twelve just to get when when she said we're gonna do it through Mew Mew through women's okay. tales. Did they do other comics or you're the only comic they did? I'm the only comic. Okay, cool. So it's mostly like a fashion film. So okay. what they do is they bring in their clothes for all these shorts. Okay. And um they're all super different. Like, you know, one of them might have models in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, like mine, just kidding. And uh <laughs> and one of them might have like a that painter. was a great scene, by the way, where you're just oh. at the bar and you're looking yeah. at these, these like cocktail girls. Oh yeah, that was such a you're just kind of like sizing them up and like in bacon and eternal. Like you could see that through it. You know? Oh yeah. Well, like, well all really of cool. those clothes, yeah. are Mew Mews. Okay. So they would give us the clothes to wear, and uh, and then you know, so it was kind of like a Mew Mew yeah. fashion. No, nah, it was really yeah. cool, man. I think it's like that's the kind of Thanks. stuff that's just you know just interesting, you know. You yeah. Get to, get to do that. It was shot really cool. And you have such, you know, you see a lot in your eyes. And so I felt like with this, it captured that whole thing where you have soulfulness to you. And I think it, you know, pulled that out. And I like it that it was kind of like, it reminded me of, um, you ever seen that movie Dark Backward? You ever seen that? No. It's it's a really cool film. It's it's about stand-up comedy, and it's uh, but it's shot real surreal. It's at, uh, who's the guy for The Breakfast Club? Um, the What's his name? You know the guy. They're going the the... the Oh, Judge Hurt. Judge yeah, Judge Nelson. Hurt. Judge, Judge Nelson. Judge yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I see the face. We got there together. Yeah. <laughs> Lee yeah. and I are like that all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, it's like a weird. Yeah, it's really cool. Comics should see. It's really. It's just a crazy. What is it called again? It's called the Dark Backward, and it's about stand-up comedy. But it's oh, the most okay. surreal, ridiculous thing you ever see. But it's okay. shot in because I feel like comedy is surreal, and so like I liked seeing this short that you did because it's like. Because there is that thing that, like, you tell a joke and then it's just like, you know, maybe it's like just this this moment that you're sensing from the comic. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, I don't know, there's such a weirdness to it that we get up there and do this thing and try to get voluntary sounds out of people. Like, yes. Like, it's a really weird thing. If you thing think we about do. it, yeah, that is very strange. If you analyze it, it's yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah. You know, because it's like, <laughs> we're not just seeking applause. Like, we're seeking, like, this thing that, that, 
it, it takes a you know a special thing to make me laugh like right it, and so and then we just like take it for granted like oh we're just gonna do this tonight and then everybody's <laughs> got such different personalities and you have to make pretty much the whole room laugh like yeah. you know most people should laugh at your jokes and you're like well wow everybody's so different i don't know if they're gonna like me you know so with your style though did you i feel like i feel like in the beginning maybe there was certain like audiences that maybe you would do better in and then yeah other audiences maybe it was a little tougher for you is that well, what i learned over time it took a while is that because i was so deadpan at the beginning and i think i was just still because i needed to for my own anxiety yeah. i was like more like you know um is that if i was still kind of on a roll or animated it would work but sometimes the deadpan, if it goes the other way, it can come off as like too slow or boring uh-huh. or and once you, you know, once you're in that hole of like yeah. this isn't going well, it's so hard to get out if you're deadpan because you don't really have anywhere else to go. Yeah. It's not like suddenly you're going to be like, well, then I'm going to do my next joke like this. <laughs> Well, you know? I, yeah, I saw you. I think it was your first uh, one woman show. I think I saw. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> that was was that at Broadway? Broadway upstairs, upstairs at Broadway. Yeah, I saw. Oh that. my god! I was there. Yeah, first like uh, that was funny. I think you had like wigs and stuff. I don't know which. You had, oh like... my god! I did probably. <laughs> oh my god! When I look <laughs> back at some of the things I did, I was like, I how did I do that back then? Yeah, but it was. It, you know what it was is like. Yeah, because I think you were very committed to this deadpan style and stuff. And so yes. when you see somebody do something like that, you were very free yes. and open. And I'm sure things like that help you along the way with, they your, do. with your style yeah. to get more comfortable. Oh, sorry. That's oh, okay. Oh, my God. Let me That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. It's like an audience member. It's like, um, what? <laughs> yeah. No, know. that's so true, though, because I had all these stories that I wanted to tell. And I couldn't tell them in my deadpan way. And I think yeah. having a one-person show really helped yeah it's it's tough i have a hard time you know like turn this off keep going yeah i have a hard time with stories sometimes i feel like you know i'm trying to work on this one man thing about being a missionary and like growing up in like a crazy family and trailer park and all this stuff and it's like you know it's it's just because i love jokes yeah like you know i love pop pop pop, you know i just Mm -hmm. do i love mitch hedberg i love david tell i love jesselneck like i just love a good joke yeah and it's like i talk about this a lot on the thing but i just feel like you know it's just something i enjoy doing i enjoy the construction of it and i yeah same and i enjoy a misdirect and i enjoy like you know the all the the structure to it and i feel like um I just don't want that to die because I feel like I feel like comedy's going into the story thing and it's becoming almost too casual sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. want to make sure that it's, you know, I don't know. I grew up with Rodney and all that stuff. No, I so, totally get yeah. it. And and I think coming up with the joke is one of my favorite parts is just like the creative, the the birth of the joke. Yeah. yeah when yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, my God, this is a joke and it might work. I'm going to try it tonight. You know, yeah, I love the joke. Uh, I watched a little bit about your stuff. The uh the acupuncture joke. <laughs> oh, the my air, God. Let the air out. That was great. Yeah. Oh, was like, thank you. I always, you know, when comics do stuff, I'm like, how did nobody else see that? Like, it's so great. When oh, you're like, thanks. That's, that's so great. You know what I mean? You'd it's be surprised. Like, though, some, yeah. some places, especially like in the Midwest or something, they'll just go, oh, you know, they're like, that's <laughs> rude. That was really rude. 
You know, but New York, New York audiences always get yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm a crackers in May, so. <laughs> uh, I was actually just there. I, I loved it. No, I do like crackers. Yeah, yeah. It's such a, uh, it's a good. That crowd. was really yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun. There's like good people that come to those crowds. Very cool. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's a fun talking to you. You know, and oh, yeah, like I been, feel like this is we've longest, we've, longest we've ever talked. <laughs> ever <laughs> there's nobody Since else around we moved to new york nobody else around we're forced to just be with each other it's kind of nice next time and, i uh, see you, i'll try to have yeah. more of that friendly face <laughs> well that's the thing i always have a dick face and everybody's like what's wrong like, oh, <laughs> a lot of times comics will ask me for a spot right before i go on stage like at another club and i'll be like are you kidding me Not now. <laughs> it's so i know yeah, the timing sometimes on comics is like yeah. unreal um i uh, always ask comics you know to do the show like if you could I don't know, tell yourself something when you first started, like if you could do something like what, what would you tell yourself starting, you know, 15 years ago or whatever? What, what would um, something you would advise you give to yourself starting out or a young comic now? That, I would say, learned? I think try a bunch of different things because, uh -huh. um, especially now, because I feel like so much, there's so many more comedians now, Yeah, but, um, I don't even know what I'm saying. Try a bunch of What's the things. craziest stuff that... Did you ever try, like, anything that was, like, really weird on stage? Because I remember one time I uh, I had... Uh, I, I tried to be kind of Andy Kaufman. I was like, I'm going to be oh, weird. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember I went on stage one time, and I had a, a glass of water, and I had a goldfish in it. Yeah. And I would just stand there with the goldfish in the glass, and then I would, before each... Uh, I would start to tell a joke, and then I would... I would tell a punchline or something, and then I'd go to drink, the, yeah. the, the, and then I wouldn't drink it. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then in my head, I was going to swallow the goldfish as my clothes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. Wait, and you would do that? You would bring it to shows all the I time? Just, I did it twice. Oh, okay. And it was just like, I would just hold, you know, I would sit, yeah. stand on stage with this glass, and then this goldfish was in it, in this glass of water, and it was just like the stupidest thing. But, you know, you don't know. You're just trying stupid shit. Totally. You're trying and to find it. It's fun to do different things. Sure. Like, now I make really dumb videos, and I'm like, like, I should have done this years ago. Oh, yeah. But I guess years ago, it wasn't that accessible. Like, you know, yeah. iMovie on your phone now is so easy. Sure. So, uh, but it's like, also, I think I would say, don't worry. Like, just do, just work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because there's a lot of that, like, when is something going to happen? You know how it is. I'm sure with you and, uh, like, meeting all these newer comedians, every once in a while, I'll get an email and they'll be like, how did you find your persona? And I'm like... I really didn't. I just went out and it organically, you know, this is what I was back then. Yeah. And I was yeah, nervous. Yeah. So I, my persona was the way it was. So well, I'm sure a lot of people hate you because um, a lot of people try to do what you do. And uh -huh. with, with kind of a quirky, kind of centric and neurotic. Uh -huh. and that's just who you are, kind of. Yeah. Like, like, like you have this natural delivery like that whereas some people might try to force that yeah it's like no karma's karma but i mean yeah. if you force something yeah. your real self is so much more interesting yeah so why would you want to force yourself to be a certain way like yeah, you should exactly. just be you yeah no absolutely you know so it's never gonna be as good if you try something different oh yeah it's you just know? Like, i always tell comics so it's like i always tell i just like, which you know just try to like you know, pretend you're trying to make your girlfriend laugh or, yeah. or you're trying to like, you know, yeah. the, don't make it don't don't make it such, you know, it doesn't have to. It can be simple. Like, it doesn't have to be this thing where you can just, you know, not everybody's going to have this grandiose performance, you know. Just yeah. Like those little silly things about you is what's going to like shine through, you know. But also, like, I always try to think, like, what do I like about this particular joke? Because as soon as that starts to fizzle away because I've done it too much. Yeah. Then the joke starts to flatten out. 
you know? So sometimes I do shelve them and I'm like, this is not working anymore. I'll just try it later. And then, you know, if I'm like, why do I find this funny? How do you, um, what is your process with new material? Do you kind of like weave it in or you do it up top or I weave it in or do I actually do it up top a lot? Cause I'll forget it if I don't. Okay. Um, but you know, like it depends. Like I like, uh, like free rooms that are bars and whatever. I just did a great one, uh, through this guy, Tobin. It was the, the gray lady on Delancey and it was packed. And, uh, I did a ton of new stuff there. Do you ride on stage a little bit or is it mostly? I have the ideas in my head, okay. but then I, um, I, yeah, I'll like throw a line, a new line or two when I'm on stage. And do you have like, um, a structured way that you write? Do you write like 30 minutes a day or anything like no, that? No, okay. no, I don't. Yeah. I yeah. have a lot. I mean, now that we have phones, I like, I, most of my stuff is on my phone. Okay. So you just think of something and just put it right in. I put it right in there, but the, the phone things are usually just ideas. Okay. And then I have to go back and be like, why did I think this was funny? Oh, let me think of a good setup or a good, nice. I want to extend it. No, I like that. But if I'm like, you know, I almost tripped over a banana and then I, whatever, I don't yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. stupid, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then I'll classic. be like, banana tripping, <laughs> you know, cool. because you're yeah. on the phone and you're like, I can't write this down right now. So I'm just going to put banana tripping and then it'll come back to you and later. And then I'll figure out later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I write with my therapist. So we all have our thing. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the show. Do you want to plug anything? Just so what are your uh, When does this Instagram? come out? Uh, probably uh, two weeks. Probably, yeah. Um, I'm in London for three weeks really? next month. That's awesome. Yeah. Where, at? Where are you in London? I'm at the Comedy Store. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, there's one in Manchester, too. I've never been to that one. Yeah. And then I'm at Acme next week, but this won't be out. So yeah. I'll just say it was really fun. <laughs> and, oh, I'm at Lynch Carmen on Twitter. Okay. And your Instagram? Lynch Comic. And that's the videos they can see? That's the videos, at Lynch Comic. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, my schedule's on just my website, CarmenLynch.com. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. This was so Thanks. much fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank, uh, you. thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This and our special guest, Carmen Lynch, everybody. Yay. Yay, bye. bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.